was totally irresponsible parenting. Not according to the internet. Where on the internet? Dax, it's time for your bath. But I missed my show. Don't argue with me, young man. Just do it. This is our dad. I'm the professor. Yeah, he made us in his laboratory by accident. Don't worry, professor. I was an accident, too. You're my children, and I love you, but you're all terrible. All right. Hey, it's the Geek Parenting Podcast. What's up? Moms and dads. What's up? This one's safe for work. Mostly. I'd hope so. Mostly. So put it on the speakers. Play it in the car. Play it for your mom. Play for your dad. (laughs) Except my mom. My mom doesn't Uh, listen. She doesn't listen? No, she doesn't know how to podcast. No, that's okay. I downloaded it for my mom, subscribed her, and she still doesn't listen. We have with us on the boards, Slappy. He doesn't have a microphone, so you can't hear him, but he's waving. <laughs> yes. <Yep. laughs> and and, uh, and uh, you nerdy, nerdy at home, at dad, home dad, James. Yeah, we uh, just had Comic Con and it was really exciting. Oh, I'm still recovering. So tired. I haven't I haven't recovered yet. We're still yeah. doing the the speed dating I, matches I saw that. and stuff. Yeah, looks crazy. Corey's finishing up the last the last emails to be sent out. And a lot of people were mad that you guys haven't sent out yet. They're like, I don't we want to talk dates. about it. I don't want to talk about it's it. It's not your fault. There's Angry lots of stuff. Single people. It's partially my fault. I'll, I'll, <laughs> it's, it's partially my fault. It's another story, though. But, hey, Dr. Sarah's hey, here, too. Hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. I'm still recovering. My your, back hurts, That's because you day drink. Did your contest did, finish? My contest did finish, how did, yes. How did it finish? Um, it went really well. Um, so I had actually a whole bunch of people donate, and my stepbrother actually won the ticket. So oh, cool. he came down with me on Thursday nice. and went and saw Mark Hamill and Shatner and had a blast, bought a nice, uh, very expensive samurai sword that he played with in the hotel before we brought Lily home. But They had the fun. nice lightsabers oh, there this time. Really I nice. wanted one so bad. They had one for like 50 bucks. I almost bought it. But uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, your book is still on sale? Still, it's, I need to re-edit it. It's awful. Don't, but it's still don't, available. It's still available, but it needs to be seriously re-edited and added to. And and what's the name of it? Bad Princess. I stole a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a very special guest with us. Uh, Mr. Brian Young. Hello. How's it going? Hey. Of, uh, are you still doing Full of Sith? Yeah, so Full, and of, Full of Sith and Authentic History of the Podcasts you can find me on. And Both are awesome. Which I've listened to Authentic uh, History, and it's super cool. Very fun. I love the fairies episode. Yeah, I learned so much about fairies. <laughs> about real, actual history, folks. Yeah, no, so the the conceit for that show is uh, it's myself and Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class, Mm -hmm. and we kind of tackle fictional subjects like they were real. So, yeah, we've done episodes on Tinker Fairies, like Tinkerbell and, like, the culture she comes from and the Battle of Hoth and... Our live show at Salt Lake Comic Con was about the eugenics war. Oh, How was that? I didn't know that you did a live show. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. Um, it was really cool. I learned a lot about all of the horrible events of the 90s that led to Khan Nooney and Singh. <laughs> nice. I missed that. So, and you're also on Full of Sith, which is why yeah. we have you here today. Um, Full of Sith is, yeah, it's a Star Wars podcast I do. We've been, we've been going for more than 200 episodes now. Uh, uh, we just talk about Star Wars in as positive and inclusive way as we can. My daughter loves it, by the way. Your your beginning music and your end music. She's like, oh, 
It is great. Uh, yeah. It is a great music. theme song. She sure. loves it. Um, the beginning music's actually probably somebody who comes in here uh, every now and again, Mark Dago. Mark Dago. Oh, yeah, he does. Mark. He used to come in a lot more, but he moved. He, he used to live really close to Watchtower, and then he, he moved further away. But but he still, we still have love for him. I didn't realize that Mark Dago did the, the music. That makes a lot of sense now. Mm-hmm. He hooked a up, lot of sense. He hooked us up with Dave Payne for the opening theme music for Authentic History, too. Oh, cool. Nice. Cool. Nice. Nice. Good people. So we're going to talk about Star Wars, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's yeah. Because uh, we, we all have kids. We all have kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all introduced them to Star Wars. Yep. Uh, some people might not know. Some people who didn't like Star Wars as kids nor might not like it as adults, might not know how to introduce their kids to Star Wars. So I was thinking we could bring Brian on since he is... Expert at introducing Star yes. Wars. I have opinions about this. I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, well, with my kids, um, with uh, Anakin, who's my son, I was really interested. He was going to be the same age I was. He was born literally like five days after Attack of the Clones came out. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I got really excited because then he would be the same age... I was for Revenge of the Sith when Return of the Jedi had come out. So oh, yeah. I was three years old when mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi came out. I was out. too. And that's kind of what like took over. And like I literally, like those are my first memories. I don't remember anything before then. It was like, I don't remember a time where there wasn't Star Wars in my life. That's actually well, one of my first memories of seeing Return of the Jedi in the theater. So if it's all right, if we could back up just like just a step or two, because I've, yeah. I've heard a little bit about your your origin story as it relates to Star Wars, but maybe you could kind of tell us like why 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 is Star Wars such a big part of your life and what what kind of um, led you to the the unhealthy obsession that that we all share. <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's healthy. I think it's totally healthy. Okay, cool. Um, the thing with the thing with Star Wars for me is that it was it was uh, something unconsciously I didn't know you know you read about joseph campbell and the hero's journey yeah. and, and that the, those those sort of internal dragons people need to slay in order to you know reach their higher selves and luke skywalker very much was that for me but i also had like lived through through uh i think putting it mildly like an abusive childhood and so the redemption story this is why darth mm-hmm. vader's always been my f- favorite character and the one who's most interesting to me um is putting like I always cast myself as Luke in that story and I always thought it was a really powerful image to think that the most horrible person in the galaxy could still take that mask he off at some point and still has good in him and I kind of always hoped that I would have that sort of moment with my dad and so it resonated with me on that sort of personal level but it was something that I was able to bond with other people through school uh, at school you know there was always that one other kid um, Star Wars when I was growing up isn't like the way it is now yeah through the late 80s and early 90s up until the special editions in 97 it was sort of like it was old it wasn't anything anybody was interested in and so there was always that one kid on the playground that that knew about star wars and probably most of the meaningful relationships in my life like all of the friendships i've maintained since i was 13 are all people i've met through star wars see Um, where were you when i moved here in junior high well where where were you i was in orem I, so was I. I what, know. Which and junior like, high did I, you go to? I went to Canyon View. So did I. No, you didn't. I really you did. did. Not. <laughs> I think I'm a little bit older than you, though. When did you graduate uh, high school? I graduated in '96. Okay, so that's why, because yeah. I graduated in '98. So I, I moved here from Hawaii in 1991, and 
was such an outcast. I didn't have any, I couldn't find anyone else that I could relate Star Wars or comic books with or Batman or anything. And that's what, what my obsession was. Mm-hmm. I had a small group of nerdy friends in Hawaii, and that's what we were all about, Star Wars and comics. And I moved here, and like it was all football, basketball, My, sports, my and friends I just, and I were so into Star Wars when yeah. the special release, when the special editions came out. Even before that, we were into it. And when that came out, oh, my God, it just overtook our lives. We were dressing up as the characters. We were going to see the movies. We were skipping yeah. class to go buy tickets for the movies. Yeah, no, I skipped a you know, lot of class yeah, to see the special <laughs> editions. I mean, it, my mom still has pictures of me dressed up as Luke Skywalker, so... Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't ever remember life. a time in my life that Star Wars wasn't yeah. there. And I was born in 1977. Yeah. My parents were sci-fi geeks. It's so, like I was raised on Star Trek and Adam West Batman. Yeah. And Star Wars and stuff. So, so it was always there. It's funny, Elias, uh, who's a guy. Uh, he, pro- he comes in we here love now Elias. and again. Yeah. Uh, I met him in our. We were both in seventh grade. We were both like 13. Mm. And it was at Canyon View. He went to Canyon View, too? He also went to Canyon View. My mind is exploding. (laughs) Um, So, well, you would have been in ninth grade at this point. And so we were in seventh grade. And Elias, the first time I met him, he was standing out in front of the school waiting to get picked up. And in art class, he crafted a ceramic bust of Greedo. (laughs) (laughs) So I walk up to him, and I'm like... That's Greedo. It's like, <laughs> I know, right? And like we've been friends since. That's so awesome. funny. And so, that's awesome. so that stuff was going on in Canyonview. One of my other good friends who was there, like we used to sit in class and like draw Star Wars stuff and like yeah. play games, Star Wars games that we and the role playing game was huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry you were too old and I missed was. it. I, I probably wasn't <laughs> talking to very many seventh graders. Yeah. And mm-hmm. During that time, like I, I uh, had to I had to survive somehow, and I ended up. Because I was big and athletic, uh, I, I ended up in the football crowd, and, and turned out I was pretty good at football. So that took over. Like, I, I hid away all of my geekdom and geekiness to uh, well. I think that was a pretty everybody. common story with people trying to fit in in that time. And there were those of us who like, I have no physical abilities. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty much Jar Jar. Like, I'm just clumsy. <laughs> like, I'm clumsy. I don't have a lot of coordination. I was that nerdy kid. So like, Star Wars was the only refuge I had. So I had to. Pull people around because yeah. I didn't. I didn't have like a. I didn't have anything else I could fall back on. For sure, James and I have talked about that. Mm-hmm. Hiding away your geekiness. Yeah, yeah. I had to do that in Colorado. Yeah, but that's just because everybody was farmers. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, do either. Yep. Yeah, so he does. He does. I did. So, um, so tell us about how you first introduced your kids to Star Wars. So, well, with Anakin, it was it was. Uh, I really didn't introduce him until Revenge of the Sith came out, and he mm-hmm. was three, and I wanted. I was really excited about having that experience with him because I knew how impactful Return of the Jedi was for me at that age. Mm-hmm. And, and it kind of took over his brain the same way it did mine, but, but it wasn't until later. Like, I didn't... He's named Anakin. I didn't want to saddle him. <laughs> I didn't want to saddle him. Doomed for life. I didn't want to saddle him with, like, hey, your dad forces you to watch Star Wars. So after we went to the theater a couple times to see it, and he had access to watch it whenever he wanted at home, like, I didn't, like, push it on him at all. Because I was really worried... You know, I was 24, 25 at the time. Yeah. Like, kind of new at the parenting thing and doing my best not to be Darth Vader. Um, yeah. So it wasn't until Elias' son started coming over, actually, and he was just like, Star Wars is the coolest thing ever. And the two uh. of them would watch Revenge of the Sith on repeat and with the lightsabers, and they'd have to make sure that all the hilts were right. So I had 
all of the the hilts that they oh, that cool. they sold, and they would recreate every single lightsaber battle in Revenge <laughs> of the Sith, front to back. Uh, so that's what got Anakin into it. Scout, who's my daughter, she's. 13 now she's a little younger than anakin never really it never really gelled with her except for phantom menace and mm-hmm. jar jar mm-hmm. it's like i'm really into chaplin movies and like there was a time when my kids were like man we don't want to watch a black and white movie like black and white movies suck when they were probably four and five and yeah. i was like guess what we're not watching anything that's not black Good. and white until you never get over that yes until i never hear that again so scout got super into chaplin and she's the one who pointed out to me, like, Jar Jar is Charlie Chaplin. Uh, yeah. Oh, nice. Like, everything. That's funny. My kids are way into Charlie Chaplin as well, and, like, uh, all the old silent clowns. And then when Clone Wars started and she got Ahsoka, yeah. Ahsoka was really the thing she tapped into because that was the first time there was really a character she could identify with mm-hmm. that, was, that was close to her, a little bit older than her, mm-hmm. but, like, close to, to how she kind of felt she would be, where her place in the galaxy would be. So... Um, for me, it was about not kind of pushing that on them yeah. because I was worried, like, oh, your dad's the Star Wars guy, and, of course, you're obligated to like it. So I didn't want to do that. But with Valkyrie, who's not old enough to, like, there's definitely some opinions, like, having seen how to do it, like, I think I'm going to do it a lot differently with her, yeah. and I've got a plan for it. <laughs> nice. Um, one of the thi- oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say that that's kind of been our philosophy since we started this this podcast. If there is any advice to geek parents, don't push anything on them. Mm-hmm. You just kind of expose them to as much as you can. Let, let them, them gravitate to what they what they like, and then support them in that. Yeah, so kind of like that's that's kind of what you did with yeah. No, with um, Anakin is really like his own personal fandoms are like anime and Pokemon, yeah. and I mean Star Wars is definitely a fandom that he like exists in. It's hard. I mean, I think, I wonder how much of that is, like, a coping mechanism for him so he has something to talk to Dad about. Because <laughs> um, Dad can't talk about anything else. No, I'm rubbish at talking about anything else. <laughs> and Scout's very much into, like, Five Nights at Freddy's and My Little Pony uh, and, and stuff like that. But um, with... But they have Star Wars. But they have as, Star as Wars, as too, combat, yeah. Which is the same as, like... So I never... I'm, I'm going to ask you guys, too, like, if you sat down and said, hey, we're going to, I'm going to have you, like, watch Star Wars now, or, like, this, I, I know I that some parents Lily. have, like, a, like, make it, like, an experience, okay. or, like, all right. And that's now, what I want to do for time. Valkyrie. Yeah. And see, and we put on A New Hope. Yes, my phone's ringing. Oh, I'm sorry. Fail. Um, so with Lily, my husband and I decided that we were going to put in A New Hope. She was about a year and a half, two years yeah. old at the time. And we knew she probably wasn't going to really get the story, but we sat her down, and when Darth Vader walks in on the Tanty floor, and she was like, like you could just see her eyes yeah. widen and she she doesn't like Darth Vader but she loves his music yeah. and so I took her when um, The Force Awakens came out to go see Force Awakens because she had seen all the trailers and we stayed for about half of it she, she doesn't do good with loud noises and at the one point it got really loud and she wanted to leave so she saw about half of it there and then she's watched the whole thing at home multiple times now yeah. and she just loves it she loves Ray and BB-8 They're her fa- in fact I asked her yesterday I said who are your favorite Star Wars characters and she goes Ray and BB-8 I don't yeah. like Chewie he's loud oh, <laughs> I know oh, that breaks my heart I'm like, but he's so big and fluffy she's like he's just too loud he is kind of loud just say that yeah. Chewie is what Chewie looks like when yeah, he doesn't shave. Exactly. I'm a shaven Wookiee. <laughs> no, I think she likes Chewie. She just doesn't like. He, like I said, her ears really yeah, bother her. Yeah. So that. Did you like have a big um, momentous occasion, well, James? So, so what we did, uh, or what I did, um, when I became the stay-at-home parent, one of the things I wanted to do was like, okay, we're gonna watch like all my favorite 
all my favorite movies together. We're going to do all this stuff. Uh, but I didn't, since he was so young, I didn't want him to, like, not know what was going on. Yeah. So what we did is uh, I have all the soundtracks from the movies. So I have all the John Williams scores and things like that. Um, and we would just listen to it every day. Uh, we listened to it throughout the day. We listened to it during his nap times. Uh, at night, I had a lullaby version of all the songs, and yeah. I had that playing in his We have room. those for Valkyrie. Valkyrie's lullaby, like, it doesn't matter what version of it is, like, Across the Stars from the Attack oh, of the yeah. Clones soundtrack Aww. puts her out. Uh, That's cool. Jay's is uh, Duel of the Fates. Really? Nice. That's yep. a little intense. He that explains that so much. We, yeah. <laughs> it explains why he wanted to be Ezra. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> but, uh, no, he... So when we watched uh, New Hope for the first time, he was sitting there, and, you know, he was probably one and a half, and he's just playing with his toys, and all of a sudden the music kicks in, and his eyes just get huge because you could see in his brain like he, he recognizes the, music. The, tune, the, yeah. the tune of the song. So he looks up and he's just watching. And like to this day, like I'll play some of the songs on like Spotify because Spotify has mm-hmm. all the, the soundtracks. soundtracks. We'll play some of the songs, and he can tell you exactly what's happening in the movies just Based by what part of the song it's on. Yeah. Um, and we did the same thing uh, when. Uh, so we saw Force Awakens not as many times as Brian. <laughs> uh, Did anyone? I didn't see it that much. No, Don, Don, uh, who uh, was on a bunch of panels mm-hmm. at Salt Lake Comic Con, she, she saw it more than I did in oh. theaters. No one's going to beat my number for Phantom Menace, Phantom Menace. <laughs> but Force Awakens, it's a pretty easy number to beat. Oh. I know. What was your number? 22. Okay, so I was like at... 15 or 16 in theaters. See, you're close. That's I was close. close. Um, but it's the same thing with the movie. Is he likes the music a lot and enjoys the movie, but the music is what keeps him into it. Yeah. Um, and it's same and it thing. is great music. Star yeah, Wars, yeah. Star Wars score is. Well, timeless. and then what's nice too is they continue that same theme going into like the animated series mm-hmm. and things like that. So when we're watching the animated series, Jay's recognizing the tunes from the movies and he's like oh okay yeah I love this stuff Um, and then now that he's older he loves all the action in it loves just everything about loves the stories and see Lily's more drawn to the stuff on the Disney channel the the animated series Rebels and we haven't watched Clone Wars yet I've got it on my Netflix queue Um, Uh, but Freemaker Adventures yeah she loves Freemaker Adventures oh she loves that Um, with Valkyrie I mean Valkyrie is 15 months now and I've actually kind of like banished all the like storybooks and kids things and stuff like I don't want her to know anything because I want to wait I'm trying to play the long game here and I really want to wait until she's a little older to understand it I'm going to let her watch sort of at her leisure whatever she wants to in the first three seasons of Clone Wars at her pace whenever she wants to Uh, as soon as we start letting her watch TV like we really haven't let her watch anything at all yet um, and I kind of wanted to start her on Chaplin and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, when she's two or three, let her watch those first season, few seasons of Clone Wars so that Anakin is like a hero to her, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then when we sit down when she's four or five, when I think she's kind of got the, the, the attention span for it, uh, sit her down with episode four mm-hmm. so that when Anakin's gone, mm-hmm. like that, that means something, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then when we get to Empire, then when Vader says he's Luke's father, 
like there's also like that like disconnect I, I love the idea of showing kids Empire and having them decide whether Vader's lying or telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then use the prequels as flashbacks. Nice. And then, you know, so then they get Anakin and they see Anakin younger than they've ever seen him before. Yeah. Right. And then you get Attack of the Clones and it's more like the Anakin that they would know as that hero from the Clone Wars. And then... The, and then they'd have that knowledge of what that hero was like and then have him start Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And then get into Return of the Jedi because I think... So do you, I mean, do you, do you watch it in machete order? Well, no, machete order exercises Phantom Menace and I think Phantom Menace is vital. True, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so I watch, uh, I've heard it called the Sam Witwer order because he... He uh, advocates for it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, a few really bizarre people have called it the Brian Young Order. So it would be episode four, four, five, five one, two, three, one, two, three six, six, seven. Okay. Oh, nice. Um, because I think Return of the Jedi is so much more powerful, knowing yeah. Luke's struggle. But like, I've introduced people as adults to it, and I really love that experience of like asking questions about, you know, what do you think this is? What do you think that means? And really kind of guiding that experience mm-hmm. and I'm really part of the reason I want to wait with Valkyrie is because I want to see I want to see if I can do that with her and try to give her that experience of seeing it for the first time because yeah. you only get to see a Star Wars movie for the first time once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And so I I didn't like have any kind of, you know, I'm I'm going to we're going to watch Star Wars now and like and make a big it was just always on at my mm-hmm. house like I didn't plan anything for my kids. It was just kind of I, it was just always on. That's kind of right. my go-to and, and so movie they, when they I'm kind not of, feeling well. Is I just put on Star Wars yeah. or Lord of the Rings, well, so, and so it's always it's yeah, almost always here, on. It was part of it too. Was like uh, uh, when I went through my divorce, I was kind of going to dark places and realized that I, I made a decision to not drink during that time because I was I didn't mm-hmm. trust myself. So I I drowned myself in movies and I would just stay up all night watching movies. But I would always end the night and fall asleep to A New Hope every single night mm-hmm. and then in the morning i was just kind of like it was in the in the vcr i, I watched it on vhs <laughs> and so it was in the vcr already re- rewound because it played through the whole time and i would just put it on in the morning and so during that time the kids saw star wars just on this background mm-hmm. like all the time and i didn't really like hit me like how much that affected them until uh, force awakens came out and seeing how excited they were. Mm-hmm. And when we went and, and saw it in the theater, they were just, like, they're wide-eyed, just bug-eyed. Yeah. Yeah. Cheering yeah. throughout the whole movie. Well, I, I was sobbing at one point. Yeah. <laughs> My brother should have Scout got into... Scout has never been, like, with the prequels, she saw them once in the theater, and that was it. Um, with the Clone Wars movie, she didn't even really want to go see it, so it, she waited... With Force Awakens, with the trailers, with Rey, she was like, I want to go see that. And it was the first time she asked to go back and see it. And she saw Force Awakens like four times, yeah. which was huge for her right. because of Rey. Yeah, well, I, didn't, I didn't realize that how, how, like what big Star Wars fans my kids were until Force Awakens came out. Because Star Wars has always been around. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when Force Awakens came out, I was like, you guys are really like Star Wars geeks for sure. And yeah. I don't know why I'm surprised about that. Well, like, so one thing... When I realized that Jay loved Star Wars was when he figured out how to use the VCR by himself <laughs> to, watch. Uh, to watch Star Wars. <laughs> so I had, I had, our, so we have the uh, no special edit yeah. trilogy, and then the 1997 
the so special edition. Special yeah, there's the 97 special, special editions. Yeah. Yeah. So we have the special edition in the glossy the box. Yeah. yeah. So we have both of those, and one day Jay just comes up to me and he's like. He just has the empty New Hope box, the special edition box, and I'm like, where's the movie? And then he's just pointing at, he's just like, oh, it's in the VCR, but I don't know how to turn the TV on to the VCR. Uh, so, I'm like, oh. so I turn it on and he just sat there. Yeah. And then he's watching it and he's like noticing the differences in the two. He's like, wait and a see, minute, I don't remember that from. That's, that's one thing I'm not going to do. Like, I'm not even, like, and I haven't with my kids. Like, it wasn't until Anakin asked. Like, why do people keep telling me Han shot first <laughs> that I showed him the original edits? Right. Because I never thought that there was, like, a reason to, like, confuse them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, especially, like, if, if Anakin from the Clone Wars is your hero, right, and then you get to the end of Return of the Jedi and there's this, like, old guy you've never heard of or seen before, there's no emotional impact mm-hmm. to that. Right. But when it's Anakin, when it's your Anakin, like, mm-hmm. that means a yeah. lot. Well, and, like, I just thought, I thought it was interesting that, like, it didn't really, like, bother him that there were differences. It was just, like, he was noticing it. and then like, there's a new Star was, Wars. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay, which, this is cool, too. Which, to Why? be honest, right when the special editions came out, I think that's how most people reacted, was like, there's new Star Wars. Like, yeah. It wasn't until later that people sort of started nitpicking some of that new Star Wars. Well, like, I remember, so the uh, special edition trilogy, um, thank you, Johnny. (laughs) The uh, special edition trilogy was the first trilogy that we owned on VHS. Um, Like, we would watch it from friends and stuff. Like, we'd borrow their VHS tapes and watch the... Uh, not special edition version, but uh, I loved the special edition version. Like, I was like, it's Star Wars. I, I loved it because that's the first <laughs> trilogy that I got to see all of them on the big screen mm. where I originally saw Return of the Jedi. We got to watch it at the Cynodome before they shut it down. And just seeing it there with tons of people who were all about it like I was, it, it made that special edition special to me. I right. love it. I love the extra stuff you know, and the stupid little dance scenes at the end. And I credit my kids with... I, I had... I was one of those that had a bad attitude towards the prequels mm. when, when they first came out, right? And, oh, man. And I know. I, <laughs> but my kids loved them. They loved the Phantom Menace and, and Jar Jar Banks and, like, all three of them that... I, I, who, I'm not going to tell them that they can't watch them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, well, there are certainly parents who do. There are some yeah. parents. I know of some, that some geek parents that will not allow their kids... Don't do that. Don't do that to Let your children. Let them enjoy Star Wars. Let them Wars. enjoy stuff. But because my kids loved it so much, I started like, breaking down my walls. And now, I actually, I love the prequels. And I, I, there's not much Star They're Wars. They're essential. And for someone like me who studied mythology, yeah. I get what George Lucas is doing. I don't necessarily like everything that happens in terms yeah. of well, acting Well, I don't I mean, like, it, whoa, it's acting and writing. I don't know. I, I loved it. But I love it, the story. I love I, that he, I, I get the story that he was trying to I tell. I love the acting and the writing because it's such a stark contrast from the classic trilogy, <laughs> yeah, that's true. right? Where you, you've got, in the classic trilogy, you've got a whole bunch of people who are like, Essentially, cowboys and hicks, mm-hmm. right? right? Like they're they're farmers and they're yeah, they're, I mean, they're these people who are like yeah, they're they're in a western. western and they they're not sophisticated. And you've got that more Shakespearean sort of like classical dialogue and feel in the prequels because you're dealing with aristocrats. I and never thought of it that way. And, that actually makes sense now. And um, you know, it's just a different class of people in mm-hmm. a different world completely. And that's how far it's another sharp contrast to show you how far the world has fallen under Palpatine's rule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
that's actually a really good way to look at it. I'll have to go back and watch it with that mindset. That's what I'm here for. I yep, know. Yep, yep. <laughs> so we, we do shorter episodes. So we have five minutes mm-hmm. uh, for this episode. We'd, we're, we'd love to have you back to talk more Star Wars if you'd, love to come, if you'd want to come back. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'd love it, but I'd like it. So I'm sure I'll stay. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that's a love strong it. word. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think even we have a hard time loving... <laughs> it's no trick to get me to talk about Star Wars. Um, but I think one question that I, I would want to ask is, which is your favorite, just anything Star Wars? So either one of the movies or the series, an episode from Clone Wars video or Rebels, game. video game. Whichever one I'm watching or playing. Um, if I'm forced to pick a favorite movie, it's Return of the Jedi, and I think so much of Star Wars is wrapped up in that first experience I had. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, like the movie I revisit the most was is Phantom Menace. To be honest, um, Phantom Menace, uh, it was uh, Phantom Menace hit me at a time in my life where it was like my parents had just gotten divorced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was managing a movie theater, and I was trying really hard to, like, figure out how to do something with my life because all of the school opportunities I had uh, evaporated in the wake of my parents' marriage. And Phantom Menace just hit me at exactly the right time in my life that it's just, like, it's it's that tonic. Like, it's that movie that'll put me to sleep every time. Mm -hmm. Return of the Jedi's second place for that or tied for first so I don't know Phantom Menace Return of the Jedi I don't know it's so hard for me to pick a favorite <laughs> yeah. Star Wars thing because I mean just before the show we were talking about like that clip from Rebels season 3 oh. and oh. Rebels like I think the Rebels season 2 finale is as good as any of the movies yeah I don't know it's just it's Star Wars yeah that yeah do you use Star Wars at all to teach your kids lessons oh yeah like it, that that worked we did that a lot with Anakin like the whole like you're turning to the dark side, like I've you're this close to killing younglings. Yeah, I've, <laughs> like, I've used the um, the Jedi I, when I, especially when I got my te- my knuckle mm-hmm. tattoos, and we talked. Um, my, some of my kids will go on like anger rages sometimes, and when they calm down, I'll I'll talk to them and be like, look, I mean, anger is not a bad thing. There's if you channel it, you can mm-hmm. use it for good, but then. Then I'll kind of like get into the re- you know where the Sith draw their power from versus mm-hmm. where the Jedi get their power from and and kind of. I had to use it with Lily yesterday. Uh, she she's hitting kids at school again, and I said, yeah. And I be, I use the Force Awakens because that's the one she's seen the most. I said, do you like Ray? She's like, yeah. Well, does Ray hit anybody? And she's like, no. Well, yeah. Uh, well, on cars well, thugs. Well, yeah, but Kylo Ren. They're bullies, right? I she said hit Finn. Finn. Yeah, Finn. she hit Finn. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She's just trying to be like Ray. Yeah, I'm just trying. Mom. I'm like, does that's Kyle- a horrible example. <laughs> Damn it. You just ruined my thing. Anyway, I told her, you know, Ray only hits because she's protecting people or she's protecting herself. And like, when you want a toy that another kid have, has, you're being like Kylo Ren, and she doesn't like Kylo. So she's tantrum. yeah, she's like. Oh, I don't like Kylo. I don't want to be like Kylo. And it worked. I'm sure she's forgotten that as of today. I, on the other hand, love Kylo Ren. I adore him. I think he's got... Beautiful hair. <laughs> yes, he does have beautiful Did hair. Did you guys see that complaining. Everybody was complaining about Kylo. And I'm like, no, you don't get it. This is like... I, I get Kylo Ren yeah. and probably oh, for sure. Because, I, told, you know, I did the first time I, that I seen the it. The first man. time I saw it, I was like, this kid's got anxiety and depression. I get Kylo Ren. <laughs> I get it. 
Jar Jar is one that I use a lot for lessons. Uh. Yeah. Um, how does everybody but Qui-Gon treat Jar Jar? They're all bullying him. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, Jar Jar is one big, like, it doesn't matter how awkward and obnoxious a person is, you, you can't bully them. Mm-hmm. Like, you just can't. And Qui-Gon kind of proves and exemplifies that and says, like, you know what? No, that there's this, there's this worth in this person, and we're going to be nice to him. And Jar Jar, sure, is the key to, like, uniting the, the Gungans and the Naboo, but, but it's a lesson that kind of gets carried forward. Yeah. And that's you need to why treat everybody with kindness. Yeah, you need to treat everybody with kindness. It's that classic mythological trope. It's the little bunny mm-hmm. on the side of the road that you don't know you need to be nice to, but you are. And then Who's they essential give you the, to the story. Yeah, who gives you the magic to go defeat the bad guy? It's mm-hmm. the same thing with the Ewoks, right? Mm-hmm. Han was going to kill every single one of them, but Luke stayed his hand. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have to say, Brian changed my opinion of Jar Jar. Mine too, actually. Like, the first time we talked about, it, I was like, "Oh, I'm such a jerk." <laughs> no, that if you don't like Jar Jar, you're a bully. And you didn't learn the lesson of the movie. It's like, have mm-hmm. you even watched Star Wars? And ha- if you hate Jar Jar, you've obviously not seen Star Wars and taken any of the lessons in from the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's a good place to end. Well, I yeah. was like, we, I want to keep going. But, but that, that was a good ending point for this episode. That's a really good ending point. All right, well. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. It Thanks, was Brian. We hope it was pleasure. fun. It was. Half an hour is not enough time to talk about Star Wars nope. in any aspect. No, so hopefully we'll have Brian back. Please. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. <laughs> so you remember you can find Brian uh, uh, at Full of Sith. And at Full of Sith. You can find me on Twitter at SwankMotron. Uh, you can find my writings about Star Wars on StarWars.com. And, and you're doing Patreon too, right? Yeah, I'm okay. doing a, a short story Patreon. So if you want to contribute to uh, Patreon, you'll get a new short story by me every month. Nice. Which is patreon.com forward slash swankmotron. Yeah, cool. All right. So do it. Put that lightsaber back where you found it or so help me. Let's get dangerous. Because I said so. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars.